0: Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude. I wanted to eat everything. And I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hey guys, welcome to another bonus episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. Even if you're not reading the book with us, we are reading Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. Even if you're not reading the book with us, please still listen to these episodes because the meat, the message is so necessary, whether you're reading the pages or not. And I try my best to make each episode discussion one that's applicable, even if you haven't read it. So moving on to chapter two, this chapter is called A Vital Necessity. The introductory scripture is Proverbs 23 and 7. What I thought was interesting and a note that I want to point out for you as you're reading or listening and you hear people quote scripture, always go back and read it for yourself. And this is a prime example of that. So the introductory scripture here is Proverbs 23 and 7. And she writes it as saying, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And I was like, I feel like there was more to this scripture in Proverbs because I'm familiar with it. So when I looked it up myself in its entirety, in the King New King James Version, it says, so as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And then it continues, and this wasn't in the Battlefield of the Mind book, but in the word, it continues to say, eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. I'm not saying that Ms. Joyce said anything wrong here, but I do want to emphasize the importance of reading scripture for yourself because a lot of times there's so much more meat to it than the author of books or the speaker may have room for because the speaker has a specific subject. This book is about the battlefield of the mind and your thoughts. And this scripture is applicable to that because of the underlying principle of as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. This is the principle of it. But when you read the text in the word, the extra stuff that's there is talking a lot about how people can be manipulative. So it's giving you wisdom, not just for yourself, but wisdom in the behavior of others. So that's why it's important to also go and read the text. And that's why we're including scripture in the show notes that is brought up via the book so that you can go study what God has to say, the context of those things as they were originally written. But Joyce's point here as she starts off this chapter is simply you cannot have a positive life and a negative mind. The next scripture that she introduces is Romans 8 and 5. It says, for those who are according to the flesh and are controlled by its unholy desires, set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. But those who are according to the spirit and are controlled by the desires of the spirit, set their minds on and seek those things which gratify the spirit. She goes on to say in the King James Version, the eighth chapter of Romans teaches us that if we mind the things of the flesh, we will walk in the flesh. But if we mind the things of the spirit, we will walk in the spirit. Let me put it another way. If we think fleshly thoughts, wrong thoughts, negative thoughts, we cannot walk in the spirit. Renewed God-like thinking is a vital necessity to a Christian life. There are times when we humans will be lazy about something if we don't realize how important it is to pay attention to it. Let us say, for example, that the bank calls and tells you that your account is overdrawn by $850. You immediately look for the problem. Perhaps in your search, you discover that you failed to make a deposit that you thought you had made. So you rush to the bank right away with the deposit so you won't have any further problems. I would like for you to consider this matter of getting the mind renewed in the same manner. Your life may be in a state of chaos because of years of wrong thinking. If so, it's important for you to come to grips with the fact that your life will not get straightened out until your mind does. You should consider this area one of vital necessity. Be serious about tearing down the strongholds Satan has built in your mind. Use your weapons of the word, praise, and prayer. Now, when I was reading this, it made me think about the main episode of this week where I told you that God was dealing with me about the importance of putting safeguards in place to protect my mind. I love that Joyce is addressing here our current patterns of thinking, but I believe it's also important to note that while we're addressing our current patterns of thinking, we also need to protect our future patterns of thinking. Because we live in a world, this book was written a a very long time ago, but thinking about our life right now, we are constantly inundated with messaging via social media, television, radio, billboards. Everywhere we look, somebody is trying to get our attention. They're trying to get into our head in order to influence our thinking, in order to influence our behavior, in order to influence our buying decisions. We are constantly being inundated with messages to control our thinking. And it's so important that not only do we uproot these strongholds and deal with our current thought patterns, but it's important that we put safeguards in, in place to protect our future thought patterns. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite. Now, listen, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. It's not just about the gross, but it's about what we net, what we take home. And NetSuite gives you the perfect opportunity to net more. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With the way that the economy is looking right now, everything costs so much. So when it comes to these businesses, we have to make sure that we are cutting costs and finding ways to save money and boost performance at the same time. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash blessed. netsuite.com slash blessed. netsuite.com blessed. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. It's that season, y'all. And by season, I mean allergy season. I'm someone who has seasonal allergies and it's the worst. My nose gets stuffy, my throat gets scratchy. Sometimes I'll come on and want to record my podcast and sound like a grown man. But Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. And if I can just go here for a second, something that irritates me to the core is this wave of compromising Christianity that we see. And I don't talk about current events on this podcast because I just don't. I'm committed to the messages that God has and I will bring in current events or even my own life as relevant for God's message. I don't care to just run my mouth about stuff. That's not what this platform is for. So hear me out. This has nothing to do. Well, we've seen this in current events, but I don't care to talk about anything specific, but I do want to speak on a pattern that I've personally noticed, especially with me being called to media. I get frustrated where in this season, I'm like, God, there is the enemy is just getting deeper and deeper and more and more overt with how he is moving in the, the media industry. I watched a Christmas movie over the holiday And in this movie, it was on Netflix, in this movie, the premise was, it was one of those same old, same old switching bodies, uh, 17 again, or big, little, like those type of things where some event happens, two people swap bodies, and then they spend the rest of the movie figuring out how to get back into their original body. And over the course of that time, they learn lessons about each other. The same story we've seen 50 million times, right? So it was another one of those. And this time it was based upon Christmas. But the way in which this switch happened, it was a woman who was this psychic tarot reader that was manipulating the situation. And I was like, this is a Christmas movie. I am really big on the things that my son in particular watches on television. He's never been like a big screen kid. My son is a bookworm through and through. I cannot wait to see who he grows up to be because he's brilliant at a very young age. He's been reading since two. He's doing math now. He's three. Like he's just super duper smart. And I'm not, I can't even take credit for for that. Like he is gifted. That was, that's 100% God that made him that way. And it's just my job to cultivate it. So even with him, he watches some stuff, but he's never been like a big on YouTube type of kid. But sometimes if he's at like my mom's house or whatever, certain things will come on and I have to tell them, pay attention to what he's watching. Don't let anything come on the screen to him. And so something, especially around like October time, There was some video and it was, of course, a bunch of witchy, monster, demonic type of stuff that they were trying to make, quote unquote, cute for kids. And it just pissed me off because I expect the enemy to be the enemy. Like I'm not shocked by anything, but it's made in children's programming to introduce the idea that this is cute and this is fun. There was a, as I was shopping and Target around that time, there were like little spell toys and things like that for the children. And it just pisses me off because it's marketed as cute because it's supposed to influence a pattern of behavior that demonic things are not serious, that these things are uh, fun to play with, but it's nothing fun about that. I even had to say something to my son's teacher. My son goes to a Christian private school and in the group chat with parents, the parents were saying that they were going to be sending candy home. One of the parents asked, is it okay for them to send candy home for Halloween for the students?" Now, when I first interviewed, because we have to be interviewed before the child gets accepted to the school. So when they interviewed us, I'm reading in detail their philosophy. I need to make sure that you believe in the father, the son and the Holy spirit. I want to know how faith is integrated into your curriculum because Christian don't always mean Christ-like. So we gotta be, I I gotta know what what you believe in. If you're going to be a, a vital part in molding the mind of God's child and my child. So We had this conversation and the topic of Halloween came up because I blatantly, you know, flat out ask, I don't have no issue asking the questions. So they let us know we don't celebrate that. Um, We have, they have other things where they do like a spirit week outside of that, where they, the kids come up one day is pajama day. One day is costume day, things like that. So the kids can have opportunities to do fun things outside of that. So I'm like, okay, whatever the topic of halloween came up and parents sending candy home i text the teacher i said hey I know it's established and you guys have said that you don't celebrate Halloween because the teacher's response to the parent was, we don't celebrate Halloween, but you can bring candy. And I said, hey, that sounds like a contradictory statement to me. How are you saying that you don't celebrate something, but you are allowing celebrations to occur? Make it make sense to me. So the teacher was like, well, we don't like we're not giving out candy. The kids are not coming to school dressed. The parents, they want to send candy home. We'll just throw it in their bag and send it home or whatever. But. But this was like a whole conversation that we had and then she said you know you can just take it you could check the bag when the child gets home because he's three he ain't emptying his book bag out if they put something in his book bag he'll know like he's not at that age where he's going through his own stuff so I'm like okay fine they send it home uh, I take the candy out throw it away so simple as that but even instances like that we have to be mindful And I'm using my child as an example, but even with us, we have to be mindful of the things that are trying to influence our current pattern of behavior. And the amount of time that we spend on our devices and such, it just gives that much more opportunity for the enemy to plant these thoughts. It's hard enough to take captive the thoughts that are already coming in. By us leaving ourselves Susceptible to so much influence, we're going to miss some stuff by nature of us just being human, and there's a lot going on. So I I want to emphasize that not only should you engage in the battlefield of the mind that's happening right now, but put controls in place so that you are not making yourself susceptible to new battles, new patterns of behavior that you then have to to pray and fast and work to break. Joyce Meyer goes on to say. And this is on page 25 under the heading of vital necessity. For the believer, right thinking is a vital necessity. A vital necessity is something that is so important that one simply cannot live without it. Like a heartbeat is vital or blood pressure is vital. These are things without which there is no life. The Lord impressed this truth on me years ago concerning personal fellowship with him in prayer and the word. I was having a terrible time disciplining myself to do these things until he showed me that they are a vital necessity. Just as my physical life is dependent upon my signs, my vital signs, so my spiritual life is dependent upon spending regular quality time with God. Once I learned that fellowship with him is vital, I gave it priority in my life. In the same way, once I realized that right thinking is vital to victorious living, I got more serious about thinking about what I was thinking about and choosing my thoughts carefully. So again, I emphasize that point of putting controls in place because if I'm being honest, this is exhausting. (laughs) Because if if I'm being honest, what Joyce is proposing here can on the surface feel exhausting. I got to think about so many things throughout the day. So you telling me, Miss Myers, that now I also have to think about what I'm thinking about? On the surface, it could be like, this is too much, but it's not. And a way to make this easier is to put those controls in place so that you're not putting yourself in unnecessary warfare. It's spending consistent time with God so that your thought patterns, your feelings, your behaviors, what you're hearing and ingesting is consistent with him. And spending time in the word as well, because as you adopt the word as your truth, as you adopt the word as your pattern of behavior and mold yourself to be in alignment with God's standards, then all of this becomes a lot easier. Because again, I don't want to just introduce these concepts or read these books or uh, have podcasts on these topics without you being able to apply it. And make it real and truly live it out. So, the way that you live this out and you have the bandwidth, because we're in a spiritual battle, whether you choose to engage or not. We talked about that last week. Don't forfeit a fight that's fixed in your favor, girl. I'm gonna keep saying it. So, the war is happening regardless. And if busyness, if overconsumption, is weakening your ability to actively claim victory that's already yours, then you need to fix that. If you being too busy to spend time with God is, and I'm telling you it is weakening your ability to live a victorious life, you need to prioritize that and address that. For me personally, I can't afford to not have a relationship with God. There's too much that depends on it. With this platform I have with just the podcast comes responsibility. I can't be on here saying anything. I have to keep my tongue pure. My prayer every day is God... Continue to purify my heart. Show me the wicked ways of myself so that I can keep those things crucified so that I can keep those things surrendered to you. God, continue to sharpen my tongue. You've given me the ability to speak for you. Now God, uh, purify it and sharpen it so that I can be even more accurate. God, sharpen my tongue so that even in my prayer life, I can be that much more accurate because you've blessed me with this and I'm not gonna blow it. There's not going to be blood on my hands. I'm not building a brand, an altar for myself. I'm building this for you. I'm building this so that people can go to you so that you can get the glory. And not only am I responsible here, I have children that I have to raise up in a way that they should go so they don't depart from it. I take pride in the fact that my son knows how to pray at three years old, that he knows scripture at three years old, that He just, that I take pride in the fact that he lives in a home where we talk about God openly, where I don't have to force anything on him because he knows the Bible because he sees it out. He knows that reading the word is important because he sees his parents do it. He knows that uh, prayer is important because we pray together. So it's a vital necessity this relationship with God, you understanding and applying the word, you uh, being cognizant of what you think about and what you allow to enter into your heart and mind is vital, y'all. This is life or death. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to live. So that's it for this episode. I'm going to stop it here. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I love you guys and I'll talk to you in the next one.